your life and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In today's episode, I sit down with Ben Greenfield from bengreenfieldfitness.com. Ben is the author of Beyond Training, and he's one of the thought leaders and luminaries in the biohacking space. Ben and I talk about all things recovery, but not just how to recover quickly from an acute injury like a torn pectoral muscle. Ben and I also talk about how to recover faster from your workouts. Why is this important? Well, for one thing, it takes us longer to recover from our workouts as we get older, but the more quickly and effectively you can recover, the harder you can train, the more frequently you can train, the longer you can train so that it's easier to change your body, so that you get more hours of productivity out of your workday, so that you get home from work and you have more energy to spend with your wife and your kids and your husband, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, so that you're just able to elevate yourself to a higher quality of life. We deep dive into a number of topics, including topical anti-inflammatories, electrostim versus TENS units, peptides like TB500 and BPC157, the difference between ice without compression versus ice with compression, how to use a car buffer to more quickly recover from your workouts and ease muscle aches, pains, tightness, and stiffness, heart rate variability testing, infrared sauna, cold laser holotropic breathing, and much, much more. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Ben Greenfield. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. So I'm, I'm working with an injury right now. I was wrestling my business partner, and I tore my pec. I had major pec surgery, um, and I had hit you up a couple of days ago asking about some of your best tips for recovery. Would you mind just giving a quick Reader's Digest version of what you shared with me? Oh, yeah, sure, and, and it's, uh, it's top of mind because I'm, I'm trying to optimize recovery, or, or at least I was this morning because I actually just got back from uh, Boise. I was doing uh, uh, back-to-back Spartan races down there. Yeah, they had a Spartan oh, weekend, so... Anyways, though, yeah, so what I shared with you, uh, two things, two, two methods that I actually really like uh, for, for speeding up recovery significantly. Um, one I learned from a doctor who worked with the Tour de France cyclists who, and to, get, to get them to bounce back from, back from injuries as quickly as possible after each stage during the tour. Uh, and what it involves is, first of all, you find a really good topical. Um, I'm a fan of magnesium. Um, you could use Arnica, you could use, you know, any of these, um, blends out there that are, that are muscle topicals that now include, you know, not just magnesium, but MSM, Arnica, uh, you'll find, uh, chamomile added to some of them like valerian root, cinnamon, you know, there's all sorts of, of topical muscle, uh, healing agents, you know, topical anti-inflammatories that come from either plant-based medicine or, or minerals. Or, or, you know, allopathic medicine or, or any or all of the above. Probably my favorite is there's a company called Ancient Minerals that makes one that's a magnesium lotion with MSM in, in, in it. And MSM is just a, a really good sulfur-based anti-inflammatory agent. So you put that on, on the injured area or the sore area. And then 
what you do is you put uh, electrodes on top of that, electrical muscle stimulation. Now, electrical muscle stimulation works a lot differently than, than TENS, which is transcutaneous nerve stimulation, uh, because it grabs muscle fibers. It doesn't just stimulate nerves to kill pain. It literally recruits muscle fibers and causes increased blood flow to the area and a very therapeutic contractile response. I didn't really talk too much about this, but the waveform of the electrical stimulation matters, meaning you can buy just about any EMS, electrical muscle stimulation unit, off of, say, um, Amazon or you know, eBay or whatever, but uh, there's only one company I'm aware of that, that is patented, uh, a square-based waveform that grabs muscles in a very therapeutic manner from, from the very slow twitch muscle gradually recruiting up to the fast twitch muscle. So you don't, um, it, it's tough to injure an area with electrical muscle stimulation. Usually you know that you're contracting too hard uh, b before you get to the point where you've injured yourself. But uh, Mark Pro makes a good unit that was specifically designed for EMS. It's the one most professional sports teams use. Uh, and so, so what you do is you surround the area of pain with the four electrodes that come with an EMS unit. Now, uh, it will not stick to that lotion. That's the problem because they, they really didn't design these things. Uh, they, you know, they designed them to be applied to dry skin, dry, clean skin. So you want some tape, duct tape, electrical tape, tape, tape. Uh, ace bandage would work, you know, any, anything to hold the electrodes on. And then what you do is you cover that with ice, preferably some form of ice that you can mold around the area. So crushed ice, or shaved ice. I like to use frozen peas or frozen corn just because it molds around the area really well. And then you you wrap that, you know, the frozen peas or the frozen corn or the ice around those electrodes with an ACE bandage. And you turn the electrical muscle stimulation on. So the ice is having an anti-inflammatory effect and also allowing you to turn the, the muscle stimulation up to a level higher than you would be able to do without the ice. And the electrical muscle stimulation drives that topical that you put on the skin, like the magnesium or the arnica or whatever, into the soft tissue much more deeply and effectively than you'd get if you were to just slather, slather it on there and rub it in. So that's, that's the first thing that I told you. Use that one, two, three combo of a topical plus electrical muscle stimulation plus ice. You can use that for really anything that you want to speed up healing for. And you can do that for 10 to 20 minutes up to three times a day. I mean, really, you know, while you're sitting around watching TV, you know, talking on the phone, um, leg wrestling your business partner, whatever. Uh, the other the other one that I told you about is called BPC-157. That is a peptide. Um, it's not sold for human consumption. Uh, it's, it's usually sold for veterinary use or on uh, just chemical websites for research. Uh, but uh, BPC-157 is a peptide. You'll find... Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of forum chatter about this in the bodybuilding world. It's a very bro science type of thing. Uh, however, interestingly, not banned by the World Anti-Doping Association, um, not banned by USADA or any global sporting organization for that matter. Uh, most peptides are. This one is not. Uh, so, what a peptide does is it attracts an anabolic response to an injured area. Uh, like, like it heightens the inflammatory response in an injured area, draws a bunch of cytokines and white blood cells to the area, and also uh, activates uh, muscle actin. So what it does is it causes an increase in the repair of actual muscle fibers while also increasing migration of white blood cells into an area. And it can be used for bone. It can be used for soft tissue. Interestingly, BPC-157, the initial research on it was done in, for oral consumption, literally mixing it and, and taking it orally in the mouth 
for healing of gut mucosa for things like irritable bowel syndrome or, or uh, irritable bowel disease or colitis and things like that. So what you do is you order this. Um, I, have a, I have a big tutorial on my website about how to reconstitute it. you got to kind of do the math and use an online peptide calculator. But you just need basically it, an insulin syringe, a good clean environment, an alcohol swab, and you can inject any injured area. Uh, for about two to four weeks with, uh, you know, use the calculator to determine your dosage. You can inject the area for about two to four weeks, and uh, you, I've been shocked at what this stuff can do. And you can also use it as an anabolic oral agent for either uh, muscle growth or muscle recovery. Also, I've been shocked at how fast it's fast it speeds recovery. And I'm not just saying um, my perceive or, you know, my perception of musculoskeletal recovery, but actual neuromuscular recovery, uh, because I test my heart rate variability every morning, uh, a measurement of my sympathetic and my parasympathetic nervous system. Very simple measurement to take. Um, you're, you know, the European soccer teams and, and cyclists are, are ahead of just about every other sporting organization when it comes to, uh, to being on the cutting edge of, I guess, you know, biohacking performance. And they, they all use heart rate variability to make decisions on the fly, about how a player is going to train, about how to anticipate injury and illness before it actually happens, and how to know whether the sympathetic or the parasympathetic nervous system, uh, you know, whether, whether one or both is ready for recovery. So that that's the five-minute measurement that I personally do every morning. I roll over. I put on a Bluetooth-enabled heart rate monitor. I'm not a big self-quantification guy because I don't like the idea of constantly irradiating the body with Apple watches and Wi-Fi signals and, you know, electrodes on the head and all that jazz. But, but doing this simple measurement, simple five-minute measurement every morning, I'm a fan of doing because it allows you to keep a finger on the pulse of your nervous system. And if you have a high heart rate variability and really, really good scores for your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system, that is an indication that you have really good neuromuscular recovery. You know, and if you look at, let's say, like a CrossFit wad, right, that people might be doing every day or every other day, musculoskeletal recovery from, you know, a typical 30 to 50 minute wad is going to take about 48 to 72, or I'm sorry, 24 to 48 hours. But neuromuscular recovery, depending on someone's genetic capacity, um, and you can, you can test your genetic endogenous antioxidant production. You can see whether you're a fast recoverer or a slow recoverer. But the average person is going to take 24 to 48 hours from a musculoskeletal standpoint, but two to three days, 48 to 72 hours for neuromuscular recovery, which happens more slowly. And unless you were, you were testing your heart rate variability, you wouldn't know that. So back to BPC-157, what I found is I have faster neuromuscular recovery from hard workouts when I use something like that, not just to, to inject an injured area, but also just as a pure anabolic agent. Yeah, one of the most exciting things that you shared about the BPC-157 is you said you got rid of golfer's elbow on both sides in like two weeks. And yeah, had and, I, and a hamstring strain after like a week. Yeah, I mean, I've had golfer's elbow that has lasted months when I was doing too many pull-ups and, and just like I couldn't get rid of it unless I stopped training. So hearing that, I mean, I, I ordered it immediately after your recommendation. And, 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 and uh, one thing, if you inject an area, um, what you want to do is you want to follow up with some sort of soft tissue massage around the area so that you really get the peptide worked into the tissue. I personally, I like better living through science, so I use a car buffer 
which is literally like like something you can use to massage your body. Like if you don't have a car buffer for self body massage, massage, you need to get one because they're amazing really? for that. But you can take them to any sore spot, but it works really well. So you'll inject an area and then just like buff it for four or five minutes, and, and it feels amazing because you get a little bit of vibration, a little bit of soft tissue work. So that's that's cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. I just got one of the Pado uh, devices for for body work, but um, I have not had the opportunity to use it too much. I got I, I got to get a car what's buffer. A, what's a Pado? Um, so they've got. It, I, I'd seen a number of different advertisements for it, but it's a it's a massage therapy device. It's got a bunch of different extensions. It's um, wireless and um, it, it it's for deep tissue massage. And send, send me a link body. after we chat. I'd love to check that out. Yeah, absolutely. I will. I've, I've just been playing with it for a week or two and, uh, and I like it. I've had some, some clients coming over and they're, they've used it a good amount, but it, it doesn't seem that different from a car buffer. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'll send you a link for sure. Are there other peptides that you've used and then found to be beneficial besides BPC-157? I, not me personally, because I can't, because I compete in World Anti-Doping Associated sanctioned sports like triathlon and Spartan racing. Um, however, one of the ones that I've researched pretty heavily that I've recommended to some clients uh, who are not competing in sanctioned sports uh, is TB500. TB500 is actually a little bit more potent than BP157, has more research behind it uh, in terms of its anabolic potential, and, and is actually more anabolic. And again, th this is one that I haven't used personally, but from the research I've seen on it, um, similar safety record as BPC157, um, similar you know, reconstitution, mixing, injecting methods. Um, some people even do that one intravenously which obviously you may need uh, uh, help from someone to do unless you're, you're really good at using butterfly needles on yourself. But uh, TB500 is, is probably the next most popular peptide for something like that. Is, are, are there any advantages to a TENS unit over, say, a Mark Pro or uh, a Compax machine? No, no. TENS unit just masks pain. I mean, if, if you have debilitating low back pain that you just got to mask because whatever, you have to go to work or, you know, or something like that, I mean, like, go for it. But um, that's all that does. It's like putting icy hot on a muscle, right? Like, icy hot doesn't heal a muscle all. It's just menthol, you know. But it, it helps pain to go away. So, so it tends is the same thing. I mean, all it does is mask pain. You could argue that it might allow you to, to move through range of motion, do, like, a mobility workout or an injury healing workout a little bit more effectively. But ultimately – Compared to electrical muscle stimulation, um, yeah, I mean, you, you really, you, you really don't even touch it with a ten foot pole. And then, what's what's the role of heat in all of this? I like heat for getting like a vasoconstriction, vasodilation, double whammy response. You know, like like a, like hot cold contrast therapy, for example, because the heat will cause the vasodilation and movement of inflammatory byproducts out of tissue. Um, cold all by itself can actually, you know, it causes a little bit of vasoconstriction. Um, it can it can help a little bit with healing um, in, in terms of managing some of the inflammation, shutting down some of the pain. There's some evidence, though, and I have an article about this on my website, that when you do just cold, cold only, right, like an ice pack, that you may actually cause what's called lymph fluid backflow, which can inhibit recovery because you get some lymph fluid pooling in the injured area. And the way that you can keep that from occurring is by using a method like the one I just, just described to you where you're using like compression or like an ACE bandage or something where you're wrapping the ice tightly around an injured area. So if you combine compression with ice, 
ice is pretty effective. But if you use ice and compression and use heat, you're going to get even more effectiveness. Um, what I like to do for heat uh, is, I, is I use heat daily, um, not only for the growth hormone response that you get from it, but also the increase in the heat shock proteins, the increase in blood flow, the increase in endogenous nitric oxide production, and also the production of erythropoietin, which are progenitors or, or precursors to red blood cells. So, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, almost like a, a blood doping effect with daily uh, heat exposure. So the way that I do that is I use infrared. I use an infrared sauna. Uh, you, know, you, you can get them. You'd be surprised at how affordable infrared saunas can be, like kits that you can get sent to your house to assemble. And um, if you really want to, to turn up the heat literally and figuratively, you can add near-infrared to an infrared sauna. Like, you can get near-infrared bulbs, like, for 250-watt, like Philips, Philips bulbs or GE. I mean, they're all, they're all really the same. And you can hang them in your infrared sauna. Or you could even, if you wanted to, if you can't afford an infrared sauna, you don't want to get one, you can put that near-infrared, those heating lamps, like, uh, plug them into the wall, get them off the ground, and like heat the injured area, the injured tissue. That'd be one way to do it. If I were going to use something like that, I'd just do a get a, get a full on like cold laser therapy device. Um, you know, rather than than shining a, a near infrared lamps on your body because because that's going to achieve a similar effect as heat, but in a lot more targeted manner. However, I like full body heat just just for all the benefits that I described just a second ago. So what I do is I wake up warm up the sauna while I'm making coffee and doing a little bit of yoga and everything. And then I'll get in the sauna for about 20 to 30 minutes and just do some mobility in there. Um, sometimes I'll bring a foam roller, roller, roller or lacrosse ball in there, hit, hit some injured tissues or, or sore tissues. Sometimes I'll do some breath work, some kundalini yoga, some meditation. Um, sometimes I'll play some binaural beats and, and some kind of like soothing sounds in there. And then I'll finish all that up with a cold plunge. I'll do like a five-minute cold plunge. Um, and that, that's, I mean, dude, that's how I start my day. Like any, any day that I'm, that I'm not globetrotting and I'm at home, I do, I do sauna and cold. And, then, and by the way, that, that's far, the sauna is far infrared and the lamps are near infrared. All right, so if you can get both, that's, that's ideal. Is, do you use a sunlight in sauna? I use uh, clear light. Clear light's pretty low EMF, um, and I like to say the one you can do yoga in. It's like a, it's a big one. It's called the Sanctuary. Clear light, did you say? Clear light, yeah. And I'm yeah. six foot three. I'm probably about. I don't think anybody who's like six foot five could probably do yoga. I think six foot three is probably topping out. Like you can still do squats and move around quite a bit in there, but I'm just about stretched out when I'm in like a down dog position or whatever. So I would say if you're much taller than six foot three. You might be disappointed if you're planning on doing yoga. You can still move around in there and you know take dumbbells in there or whatever you want to do, but but uh, yoga might be out. You've mentioned Kundalini a couple times, and I was listening to a conversation that Joe Rogan was having where he was talking about DMT and how the only natural way that he knows to have a similar experience is, is through Kundalini yoga. Have you experienced anything that resembles a psychedelic experience via Kundalini? Absolutely, and and I, I would. I would um, see his kundalini, and I would, I would raise him a holotropic breathwork. Um, if you if you've ever done like like a holotropic breathwork session with somebody who knows what they're doing, uh, there's a guy in Encinitas. I'm blanking on his name right now. Mark Divine from Seal Fit introduced me to this guy. His name is also Mark, but I forget his last name. He does holotropic breathwork. You could Google holotropic breathwork practitioner or whatever to have somebody like walk you through one properly because I think most of the apps that are out there. They kind of like teach you how to do it and have music in the apps. Like, 
it's all the same as having somebody teach it to you. Same thing for me with Kundalini yoga, right? Like I actually had somebody like teach me and design like a custom yoga routine for me because I wanted to hit specific areas like heart, heart, liver, cardiovascular system, frontal lobe of the brain, stuff like that. Cause you can hit like specific body organ systems with Kundalini, but a holotropic breath work will get you tripping. I mean, sir, like, we're, we're talking like it's a 90 minute session of really intense breathing that gets you worked up into a full body sweat. It's usually choreographed music. Uh, you're in different positions throughout the whole thing. And you're just, uh, you're high as a kite when you you're, I mean, you're high as a kite 30 minutes into it and, and going forward, you know, I, I've gone completely outside my body and gone, way up above the planet earth you know looking down on it as though you know i were a god or you know some celestial being like like looking down the earth and found some some crazy answers to problems you know that that i was experiencing in my life it depends on how you do it if you just do like a quick kundalini routine you know like, like strengthen chakras kind of get you opened up for the day you know where you're breathing <laughs> And like tapping specific areas and doing lots of pushes and pulls and things like that, you'll you'll feel like a million bucks. Um, I've never really kind of like gotten high off Kundalini yoga unless I've been doing it longer than sixty minutes and closer to ninety minutes, right? So it's so it's like a full on routine. Kundalini also and holotropic breathwork, but I mean like Kundalini more specifically because it was kind of designed to be paired with plant based medicine. Um, it does really well with things like psilocybin or THC as well, and um, because it's like it's still a good workout as you know in terms of the cardiovascular blood flow and the breath breath work and everything else that happens when you do it. But if you're really tr kind of doing it uh, for for spiritual awareness or to kind of like tap into that high. I'd recommend combining it with THC or psilocybin. Not not like you know, like full on like couch lock doses, but uh, you know, just just like microdosing basically. Right, right, absolutely. There's some apprehension in the medical community about Wim Hof breathing and, and holotropic breathing and, and the dangers of intentionally hyperventilating and some of the risks that could come with that. Is that something that you've addressed and what are your thoughts? Okay, so the responsible Ben says, yeah, we want to be careful telling the masses to go out and do Wim Hof style breathing, you know, underwater and that you, you shouldn't do it if you're near water. You shouldn't do holotropic breath work because what if you pass out and your house starts on fire while you're passed out and you die? And then the other um, guinea pigging, exploring, very open-minded part of Ben says, Dude, don't be a pussy. You go out and live life. Like, try out some of this stuff. And, um, uh, I mean, really, like, the, even the Wim Hof style stuff, breathing underwater, I was doing it the other day down in Malibu, right? Like, I, I did a, a two-hour pool session over at Laird Hamilton's house, and I was doing that full on for two hours, and I almost passed out multiple times, but I really didn't give a shit because I had two other people right there in the pool with me, and we all were very aware to be watching each other for shallow water blackout. And if one of us would have blacked out, I mean, yeah, maybe one of these doctors would have flipped out if they were there and, you know, he's blacking out. It's dangerous. But, I mean, it's a blackout. You're not going to die. I mean, honestly, unless you're by yourself being stupid and you don't have a swim buddy or a partner and somebody's not watching you, I mean, or, or you're doing, you know, like Wim Hof has almost died multiple times from swimming underwater in the ice where even if he did black out, somebody couldn't get him. So, I mean, like use your head ultimately, but I think the pros outweigh the cons. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And, um, I have a ton of respect for Laird and, and, and what he's brought to, uh, I mean, all forms of athletic endeavors. He's, he's a big advocate of ice after training and, and using those ice baths. Is that something that you also do? 
I do ice baths, but when you do them directly after training, they can compress or, or I'm sorry, depress the anabolic response uh, to training and shut down a little bit of muscle protein synthesis, growth hormone, and testosterone response. So I'm a fan of if you're going to do like really intense cold therapy, like let's say, you know, and by intense cold therapy, I mean like filling the bathtub with ice and doing like a proper like full-on like sauna, you know, whatever, 10-minute sauna, three minutes ice or 20 minutes on a five minute ice three times through and you know like do the full on like ice um that's that's something that i would save for a different time of day give yourself several hours after you finish your workout to do a really proper cold thermogenesis session especially if it gets you shivering at the same time you know like you know i've, I've worked i've worked out with laird and with him it's like you know, you do your underwater pool workout for a little while, hop in the sauna for 10 minutes, jump in the cold for one minute, go back in the pool. And that's using it just as a little bit more of the blood flow technique, not like a, an anti-inflammatory technique. Uh, long, long story short, what I'm getting to is if you do a weight training session or anything else anabolic, and you want to maximize the anabolic response, then avoid an ice bath or cold thermogenesis or anything voluminous in terms of cold. Like a cold shower is not big of a deal, but like, you know, a five-minute cold shower where you leave shivering is kind of. Avoid that. Don't do that until later on in the day after your body has had a chance to engage in an anabolic response to that training session. Um, the last two questions with regard to training, I want to be respectful of your time, too. We touched on cold lasers briefly. Um do you use them? Do you think that they're worth the investment? Because there are some some cold lasers out there that are fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like the electrical muscle stimulation units, right? You can get some for two hundred. That Mark probably talked about. I think it's like six hundred. You, know, you get what you pay for. Cold lasers. Uh, it's very similar. There are specific companies that have patented specific waveforms of cold laser, like a zirconia laser or a K laser, and those are the ones that are actually worth it. Um, and yeah, they're an investment. I have a couple of clients, Ironman triathletes who are notoriously injured all the time, uh, just cause it's chronic repetitive motion on hard surfaces or in biomechanically unfavorable positions, like a time trawling position. Um, you know, Ironmans are a hell of a lot of kind of an accomplishment and can be fun and a, a cool, cool cap, you know, to put in your hat, but, or a feather to put in your cap, but, um, yeah, they're tough on the body. So these guys have actually purchased laser units just as an investment, you know, for their body. Cause you know, by the time they added up how many physical therapy sessions they were going to, they realized, you know, if they were going to do Ironman for two years or whatever, it all pays off anyways. So yeah, they work, but Zirconia and K laser are the two brands that, that you want to try to hunt down. And if you were going to invest in one of those, which one would you get? It's gonna be tough because you know all the folks on one side will get mad if I say one thing, and folks on the other side will say the other. K laser, though, I you know because I've used both and I, I felt like I got a better response with the K laser. And um, I've I've interviewed people who use both. I, I interviewed Dr. Jeff Spencer. Um, he's that doctor who worked for the Tour for the Tour France cyclist. He gave me that one tip I gave you earlier. He's a fan of Zirconia. Um, I've interviewed the folks from K Laser on my website too, and I've, you know I've tried both. And I just I got to say I personally felt like I got a better response from the K Laser. Awesome. And then last recovery question. Um, in, in terms of cold thermogenesis, cryotherapy, are you a big fan or are you kind of over it and I'd rather do a cold plunge? Where are you at on the continuum? Uh, a couple of things. First of all, you know, I mentioned that lymphatic backflow and water counts as compression, right? Like cold water immersion means that you're getting some of the actual compression effect of the water around tissue that decreases some of that from occurring. 
um, with water, your, your core temperature will drop a little bit lower, although in the cryotherapy chambers, your skin temperature can drop a little bit lower. Uh, the cryotherapy gets colder, so it's more intense for a shorter period of time, but I've found that you actually don't stay cold unless you use the strategy of double cryo, where you do a three-minute cryo session, you get out, you wait for the skin temperature to return, and I'm gonna apologize because for some reason, I don't remember if it's 70 or 170. Uh, you, you take the temperature of the skin anyways, and you, you allow it to return back up to the proper temperature. Um, anybody who runs the cryotherapy chamber where you're going to is going to know the temperature and have a skin temperature measurement they're required to. I don't know. I know they, I know they want it to drop below 50 to yeah. feel like it's okay. been okay. yeah. so it's probably sure above 70. Yeah, might yeah. be 80 even. But anyway, so they're going to measure that. Once it gets back about where it's supposed to be, hop in again, and you do another three minutes. And I've found I get a lot more benefit out of back-to-back -back cryo then I do cold thermal. But at the same time, you know, I, I have a cryotherapy place down the street and, and I, you know, they offer me just free sessions whenever I want. And I've only gone in there three times because frankly, I just like the cold water more. I like um, holding my breath, swimming around, having that relaxing effect, um, getting out. I like the water. I like the fact that you get the mammalian dive reflex activated when your head goes under, which is really good for your vagus nerve and your nervous system as a whole. And you don't get that in a cryotherapy chamber. Um, at the same time, you know, with cryotherapy, you don't have to get wet. Um, people who don't like water can do it. So, you know, I, th I think there's benefits to both. I think um, for most of the benefits we're talking about when it comes to cold thermogenesis, right, like adiponectin release, white fat to brown fat conversion, leptin sensitivity, insulin sensitivity, drop in blood glucose, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty much six to one, half a dozen of the other, I think, with cryotherapy versus cold water. Uh, last question, Ben. What are what are one or two of the biohacks that you're most excited about right now that you're playing with in your own life? Oh, good question. Um, I would say number one would be uh, the combined use of three things to jumpstart the circadian rhythm at the beginning of the day, especially either A, after or during heavy travel bouts across multiple time zones, or B, when it's very cloudy outside and you're not, you're not getting a good burst of blue light from natural sunlight in the morning. I've been using all three at the same time in-ear light therapy to hit the photoreceptors in the ear. I use something called a human charger for that. Um, Eye-based phototherapy using green bluish light at an extremely um, high frequency. Um, I use something called the retimer glasses for that. And then finally, intranasal light therapy in which you get a, a huge improvement in cognitive performance and awareness, big release of alpha brain waves, hit some of the nasal photoreceptors, and I use something called a Violite, V-I-E light for that, uh, their 810 model, 810 model, which is the one designed for cognitive performance. So I like that, that one, two, three model for jumpstarting the circadian rhythm, uh, uh, you know, beating jet lag, et cetera. And it's just, it's a really good morning brain hack too. Um, and then the other one, I would say would be um, right now ozonated water. I've been uh, ozonating water for about 10 minutes using, you know, just like about 12 ounces of water using a countertop ozonated water generator. And it, just, it just creates hyper oxygenated water basically. And um, I, put, I put that on my countertop and I ozonate for about 10 minutes. I found that's kind of the sweet spot and then drink it right away. And 
you know, I, I still drink coffee and stuff, but man, the, like the ozonated water just gives you this pure high for like three or four hours in the morning. And I, you know, I've only been doing that for about two weeks, but I really like it. So those, those two. Very cool. I, I'm interested in talking to you at some point in the future about parasites and, um, your thoughts on that and some, if that's something that you've experienced in your client population and, and dealt with yourself. Cause I've used ozonated water. To, to, yeah. I, you know, I've, I mean, like I've, I've been in the health and fitness industry for almost two decades now, um, getting, picking stuff on myself and helping people out and, you know, kind of like answering questions from freaking craziest questions from all over the place about, you know, enemas, parasites, injections, you name it. So yeah, plenty of experience with that and, and, and a lot of other stuff, you know, I may have written about before, you know, I, I don't know if you're, if your, your listeners have been to bengreenfieldfitness.com, but I've got, I think like 600 articles there right now, right now, you know, on, on all, all forms of biohacking. So yes, on the parasites, I, I do have some stuff out there on that. And I've certainly come back from Asia, uh, on multiple occasions after having done races over there. And, uh, I've, I've had dude, amoebas, parasites, freaking crazy creatures, you name it. So yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I have tremendous respect for you and your work. I consider you one of the key authorities in this field and, um, and, and a luminary who's really paving the way. So I thank you for doing everything that you're doing. Ben, for the listeners that, uh, that want to keep up with you and, and products you have coming out, books you're working on, um, what's the best way for them to do that? BenGreenfieldFitness.com. Yeah. yeah, and I just updated my book um, Beyond Training uh, at BeyondTrainingBook.com, or else use uh, use whatever Amazon affiliate link Anthony gives you, so you can get paid a little bit if you go buy one. But Beyond Training, I just updated it with like you know, it's like 500 pages worth of biohacks for digestion, fat loss, cognitive performance, you name it. So, well, I'm going to need to pick up the the new version because I've got yeah. I've had it for a while. My my business partner. He has it. We're all get, get it, uh, son. The one with the red stripe on the top. That's the updated one. All right. Very, very cool. So well, Ben, I know you got your wife waiting upstairs for you. I appreciate you taking the time, man. You've been it's, very generous. It's Sunday yeah. night. It's time for some, my, my kombucha vodka lemon juice cocktail. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I'd like to hear more about that sometime, too. All right, man. All right. Thank you. Take care. Later. This episode is brought to you by the Mark Pro. The Mark Pro is an electrical muscle stimulation recovery unit that has been shown and validated in scientific studies to generate new blood vessels, remove waste from muscles, maximize flow of lymphatic fluid throughout the body, and allow muscle fibers to fire with lightning-like precision. And this little but powerful device is now being used by the LA Lakers, the Boston Red Sox, and over 104 other professional teams to help their athletes maximize their recovery. I own a Mark Pro Plus, and I use it to recover faster from workouts. It feels great on the lower body, and I'm actually using it right now to recover even faster from major pec surgery that I had after tearing my right pectoral muscle. So if you would like to experience all of these benefits and recover like a professional athlete, go to markpro.com. That's M-A-R-C-P-R-O.com and enter discount code biohacks, which will save you a little over 30 bucks on the Mark Pro base unit. And if you want a Mark Pro like the Mark Pro Plus, like the one I have, it will save you almost $50 off the retail price. So once again, that's markpro.com, M-A-R-C-P-R-O.com, and the discount code is biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. 
This episode is brought to you by AdrenalQuiz.com. If you're concerned about your stress levels and how they might be affecting your health, I highly suggest you head over to AdrenalQuiz.com. AdrenalQuiz.com is an easy-to-use tool for calculating and evaluating different stress-related systems and the effect they have on your body. It's also the first step in understanding how to reset your adrenals to lose weight, maximize your performance, and increase energy. I was absolutely floored when I took the quiz and realized how stressed my body actually was. And since following the program, I've noticed great improvements in my energy, my focus, and just feel like I've experienced an overall physical and psychological reset. So if you're ready to let go of stress and reset your body, I encourage you to check out adrenalquiz.com. That's A-D-R-E-N-A-L quiz.com. 